Welcome to the Smart Connector, the podcast that helps entrepreneurs be the leader their ideal people love. Build your influence, wealth and success, attract others for all the right reasons and become a Smart Connector, the architect of your amazing business and life. Welcome to the Smart Connector podcast, the home of entrepreneurial success. In this episode, I interview Jason Nyback, whose fabulous program for coaches and consultants revolves around his proprietary system to attract and convert high caliber clients through paid traffic and marketing automation. We're going to look at why the marketplace for coaching and consulting services has become so saturated and why Jason's snowball system is achieving rapid growth for his clients where organic social media has failed. Enjoy. It is such a privilege today to have Jason with us. Thank you so much, Jason, for agreeing to be on the podcast. I'm so excited for this interview. You bet, Jane. Glad to be here. So, Jason, you are a paid traffic, Facebook ads, and marketing automation guy, and you help consultants and coaches scale their businesses, right? Yep. And I am very, very fortunate to have come across you, and I am actually using your snowball system in my business at the moment, which is just phenomenal. So I am really, really excited about that. So I want to go into your history in that respect in this episode and into really why you're such a a devotee of paid traffic as opposed to social media, because we've had some social media people and Of course, I also am quite big on social media. Podcast is a social media channel, but the whole world of paid traffic and marketing automation is really the fast route to scale, isn't it, Jason? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so so hopefully we can talk about that. But before we get into that, I'd really just just like to, to go through your story because To be honest, your story is what really captivated me in the first instance. You have an amazing story. So I'd love to hear where it all began for you. Yeah, so I'm from Canada, Calgary, Banff area, and the Canadian Rockies, that kind of area right above Montana, basically. Yeah, I was a a pastor for a, a number of years and then in Canada, in Edmonton specifically, and and then I did that and then started to develop some website platform stuff with friend slash business partner. And we started helping churches build websites. This is back in 2003. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of, it kind of grew and we got about 150 clients in a really short period of time, about a year and a half. And then we started, I moved into that full time just because I had to because of the time wise, and then pretty much just started doing that and then sold that business. About a year later, more or less got out from underneath it. It wasn't real profitable. It's just because it was really a lot of technology and it was really expensive to run. And so we sold that business and then got more into the paid ads or selling eBooks on various niche markets, like how to train your dog and how to learn self-defense and stuff like that. <laughs> all kinds of little niche markets using Google AdWords and Yahoo ads and a site called Overture and banner ads and all that kind of stuff. And that was long, long before 
Facebook ever started. And so we just were mastering it and and doing really well at it and then evolved that into when Facebook came, we started using Facebook ads really as soon as it came out of beta in terms of the ads end of it. And then it really took off once they, they started to get their technology in order in about 2007 and been helping coaching coaches and whatnot pretty much ever since. Mm. And you've had an incredible amount of success, haven't you, with that over the years? How many coaches have you helped? Well over a thousand. I don't know exactly, but quite a few. I didn't, you know, like a lot of the people in the coaching industry, they intentionally decided to be a coach or coach coaches or something like that. That's not what happened with me. I I was basically doing all this stuff. Then what happened is I was doing my my ebooks and selling my ebooks and then people started asking me about my ebooks and how did you how are you doing this? Um how are how are you selling these? How are you able to get all these clients? And then so I started helping people do just saying, hey, I'll show you how to how to do this. And then uh, it kind of evolved. And then eventually the market shifted where low ticket stuff really didn't work anymore. It was really hard to because the cost was rising for ads. And so I had one client. He basically I said, hey, I think we should start using Facebook ads. And then so he started doing that. And that was like, again, way back when. And he's doing over 100000 a month still to this day. Mm-hmm. And from my training and then and then the next thing that happened is is people started asking how I was getting clients. And so I started teaching them how to get clients and I didn't know it was called coaching or anything like that or there was this mysterious market where there was people who were coaches. I just these people just kept finding me and so I <laughs> said, "Yeah, it sounds good. Let's do it." And then doing that. So I was in here in this market long before it ever kind of became a market, we'll call it. So I think the the interesting thing about you, Jason, is that you have almost encyclopedic knowledge of, of paid traffic, really. I've, I've never come across somebody who really understands it and really cares about it in as much depth as you do, which I think is amazing because if you've been doing it for that long, then you you just simply you can't help but understand what all the changes are and it's it's changing all the time isn't it that's the thing about it isn't it that whole all the algorithms and and of course the market as well is changing well so yes and no i mean it's that saying right the more things change the more things stay the same mm-hmm. and and so it actually is evolving and changing obviously but but once you get a mastery, once coaches get a mastery of it, it really isn't changing at all. Like it, it changes, yes, but most of what we teach and most of what we do in our own accounts and stuff like that uh, hasn't changed in years, like mm-hmm. literally years. The structures of our campaigns, the copywriting we do and stuff like that hasn't like even like it changed at all. So the good news is, is that when you really get to know it, it doesn't change a lot, but there are little things and tweaks in the ads and stuff like that, that are, that are always changing. So yeah, it's kind of both and. Mm-hmm. So your system, you call it the snowball system, Jason. Why, why do you call it that? Well, really because of the fact that, you know, we just kind of snowball it. It's just basically we were able to start with, you know, one thing, one ad. 
one audience and then just keep snowballing it into or a snowball that hopefully will will stay forever and you know like for me as of this recording just finishing off my 15th record year mm. and so in in income and business income and so we just keep snowballing it so it's it's really it's that simple yeah there's really no no complicated meaning behind it at all I think one of the things that's also for me has been really interesting is uh, your emphasis on messaging and copywriting, because that is so powerful, isn't it? It's not just about the technology, is it? Well, so the problem is with the industry right now, with the coaching industry in itself, with so many millions and millions and millions of people being or calling themselves coaches or to whatever degree they are, is that what we're seeing is the market is just oversaturated. Every market, every coaching market, every kind of little segment of the coaching industry is just totally oversaturated. Yeah. And so because of the fact these markets are just so oversaturated, what's happening is just setting up a ClickFunnels or a lead pages or a, a webinar or something like that, it just doesn't work anymore because nobody cares because there's just millions and millions of them out there and and now with this with the marketing or with the market the way it is nobody cares anymore about the two secrets to lose weight or the three secrets to uh, have a better mindset or how to manifest your dreams i mean that stuff has just been so over over messaged and marketed that it just doesn't work anymore and it hasn't worked for years mm. and so yeah it's really all about the offer it's it's basically getting inside their head and figuring out exactly what they're buying in their head and then having the messaging match that. So, yeah, it's totally changed in a, in a lot of ways. You're exactly right. And I recently attended your three-day conference. I was really sad that it wasn't in Las Vegas because that's I know. what we yeah. I would have loved an excuse to go there. But anyway, yeah. it's still great to join you online. <laughs> yeah. And in that, you were talking about going five levels deep with the messaging. And that was a really powerful, powerful concept for me to get my head around because I realized that that was going from vague to specific and even more specific in terms of the messaging. And I'm still working on that in terms of my own funnel, but I'm wondering whether you might be able to share a little bit of that with our listeners today. Yeah, I mean, there's so just kind of off the top of my head without without going into all the because it can be a three or four hour training in itself. So oh, yeah, with uh, kind of like basically the overview is like if we look at a weight loss, for example, like a weight loss coach, because that's the easiest one to kind of quantify. So if somebody's a weight loss coach, we look at that and we go, okay, you're a weight loss coach. What people are doing is they're running ads. The basic level one is you know how to lose weight or a version of that. And then what happens is, is within that, you know, that just doesn't work anymore. And a lot of coaches are running ads talking about, you know, that or something similar. And then kind of the second level is hooking in something a little more specific, which is a, to, to qualify a little more, which would be something to the effect of, of, you know, the three secrets to losing weight. Where we just go a little a little little deeper, three secrets, four secrets, five ways, and unfortunately, those don't really work very well because 
just so many people are are using those and and they're using that and they've there's only so many ways you can, can say it so really the third way is where it starts to get more really involved is we have a mechanism and what a mechanism is is just a, a mechanism of describing and identifying what you use so for example like mine is a the snowball system that's a mechanism and so that's that's of how how we would describe it so the snowball system for you know losing weight obviously that doesn't make sense but or whatever whatever it would be and and then so those used to work really good and then what happened is is it kind of evolved from there to where that doesn't really work anymore because again it's so many people doing it so many people using these mechanisms and so now then kind of the fourth level would be the not the snowball system but you know how to lose weight using the snowball system or the three secrets to using weight losing the snowball system would be like the fourth level and then kind of at the fifth level there's the of the whole messaging system would be to something to the effect of the client specific because eventually they just don't believe it they don't believe it they don't think it works they don't you know they've heard it all before so then now it becomes instead of that it becomes you know client you know the snowball system for you know people who need to lose 15 pounds or more who are who have tried every other diet on the planet and have not lost weight and don't know what to do to lose that weight so it's it's kind of a an evolution in that context where we just keep adding in more and more to, mm. to get it to the deepest possible level where we can actually get these people to actually make a decision and work with us. Yes. And I really, really love that because that's the thing that really speaks to, to the very, very specific client that you're targeting really. Whereas the other ones are just, uh, they're just too general. They're not, too, well, we call it niche. I know obviously you probably call it niche. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, it's so it's like the hyper, what I would call the hyper niche, the hyper niche, which is, you know, just very, very powerful, isn't it? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. And we got to get to that level just because so there's so much oversaturation out there. And so that's like the ads aren't going to really do any good if people aren't at the right market sophistication level with what they're doing. Yeah, so your your program as well, Jason, without giving it all away, because people ask me about it and I'm like, look, you know, I've paid so much money for this program, I'm not going to tell you all of these secrets. Yeah. <laughs> very, very selective who I share it with. But sure. your program, it's it very, very heavily automated. And that's one of the things that I really, really love about it because there is a mechanism within it for actually bringing the right people to your door. And that's a thing that I really, really love about it because it's very important that we don't waste time talking to the wrong people, isn't it, Jason? Well, that's exactly it, right? Because again, the market is, there's so many, uh, like there's so many competitors out there and what a lot of people are doing in the coaching industry who are coaches is they're watering down their messaging just to try and get more people. And so mm -hmm. they're, not, they're not going deep enough with their messaging and the market sophistication level. And then what's happening because of that is they're attracting interested but uncommitted people. So they're getting all these interested people, but they're uncommitted. They don't know what to do and they're not buying. 
and so now they're 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 just wasting all their time, money, and energy with people who are are not qualified, but they don't know what to do. So then they, in turn, just keep doing the same thing, hoping they're going to get some sort of different result. And and that's the problem where people don't realize, like, especially if you're a coach or something, you want to make whatever fifty thousand a month, and you're charging five thousand for your coaching per client. We well, only need ten people. And so we want to get the messaging to the point where it is dialed in and just getting those 10 people and not trying to attract everybody else on the planet. Yes, exactly. And I think that's, for me, that was, if you like, the light bulb, the light bulb moment when I, when I watched your webinar, when I got involved in your program. And I realized that social media, I'm a fan of social media because I'm quite a social person. I quite like podcasting, for example, and I've got a a Facebook group of two and a half thousand people. So I quite enjoy it. I like making, I'm quite creative. I like making up posts for LinkedIn and so on. But that is really, I'll call it a brand amplifier rather than an effective lead generation system. Now. I know that some people, they some people use just organic social media for lead generation, and it is possible. But the problem is, as you said, there isn't a filtering or screening system to make sure that you are really laser focused on getting those people right in front of you that really want what you do. And that's the thing that I really love about about your system, because as I said, that that's what it's all about, really, isn't it? Saves you time and saves you money if you can if you can get those people right in front of you. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, I am not here to say anything bad about social media, free traffic, other than the fact that it's hard to scale. It's very, and a lot of people start with it, and they start, you know, they get a LinkedIn page or a Facebook like fan page, business page, all that kind of stuff. And But the problem is that people who are starting out in the last two or three years don't understand kind of what's happened. And and what they do is if you don't know what's been going on, mm-hmm. what's going to happen is you're just going to repeat the same mistakes. And so it's it's like living in a beach village where a hurricane keeps coming through and every all the houses are really nice and brand new. And you're like, wow, this is the most amazing place. These houses are brand new. It's going to be amazing. But what you don't know is like a hurricane comes through every three years. And that's kind of what it, what what is happening with a lot of free social media. Two examples. I have a following on Facebook on my fan page of 107,000 followers. And I've had been building that since 2006, I think. Up till about three or four years ago, I could easily put a post out and get it seen by about 50 or 60,000 people without question. The problem is then since then, I, I mean, now if I put a post on that page, again, those are all real people. And they're not, they're not like I just didn't target a third world country just to get cheap likes. If I put that post out today, it might get seen by, you know, my mom and about three other people. And wow. In, in, and so it's the organic has just dropped a ton. And then same, same, let's go to LinkedIn. I've got almost 12,000 connections on LinkedIn right now. Mm-hmm. We used to manually 
message all of our connections about once a month with a invite to a webinar or something like that. We were getting better results when we had a thousand connections than we had when we have eleven or twelve thousand connections. Meaning, what's happened is the it's it's diminished in terms of the results. It's it's really it's created this law of diminishing returns where it's just not working. So the problem is just so many coaches coming online and so mm-hmm. many people creating content and and Facebook pages and LinkedIn connections and all that kind of stuff. And so that's why it's like, yeah, I tell people, it's like, hey, if you want to do that, that's totally great. You want to like have your presence and, you know, have your brand and all that kind of stuff. There's not absolutely nothing wrong with that. And there's definitely a place for that. But to actually scale beyond one or two clients a month or one or two clients a year for a lot of people, we have to use more than ever, we have to use paid traffic. There's just no way around it. And the other thing is, we need to make sure that with all that, that when we're doing that, you know, the benefit is we can go out and get the right people versus just uh, post stuff everywhere and hope people come who are right. So we can be a lot mm. more focused. I mean, I've got my own theories and obviously some of that comes from engaging with you over the last few months. But do you think that it's partly to do with the technology, for example, all the platforms that are coming out to enable people to put together their courses like ClickFunnels and Kajabi and Thinkific and all of those. And do you think it's partly because with the advent of COVID and lockdown and so on, that people are just, that they're just trying to kind of get something going as a secondary revenue stream or what what do you think's behind all of that, Jason? Behind it not working as much? Yeah. Well, it's it's been an, an evolution, right? It's It's been happening for a lot of years. Really the peak of free social media on Facebook, I would say it peaked probably in about 2015. And like there was a time back in 2015-ish where I used to Basically, I never ran any ads to anything but my fan page. I would just get likes and get about two, three hundred likes a day. And they would just funnel through everything and join my stuff and sign up for calls. And it was a really good little system. And what happened was it wasn't anything to do with algorithm changes or Facebook, this or that. I mean, trying to get you to advertise. Facebook's got like eight million advertisers right now. So what it was, was yeah, it was a simply the news feed on Facebook is only so big and they can only get so much stuff into it. And when when you get all these people who are posting content, there's nowhere to for it to go. So Facebook prioritizes it and some people get their stuff shown, other people's don't. And then yeah, and as the explosion of coaches happened over the years really since 2015 you you've it's just been harder and more noisier and more noisier both on LinkedIn and Facebook and then it just has not worked at all and so that's really been the problem and then covid really hit hit it hard we have a couple of Facebook groups for long term clients and then you know people who are people who are newer clients and if we need to send anything important, we never use the Facebook groups anymore, really since about May. 
because the reach has dropped through. It's dropped like a rock because of the fact that what's happened now is you've, you've just got so many more people wanting to come online and try and be coaches. And they've got groups and they've got pages and they've got this and that and the other thing. And it's just completely killed the whole thing. It really mm -hmm. has. And there are a few people out there who are, you know, A-list type personalities who have massive followings and who are super charismatic. They're always going to be probably sort of fine. But even still, it's it's a pretty small amount of people that so yeah that's that's the whole problem of what's happened really with it it has isn't one thing or it isn't that somebody did something wrong or facebook or conspiracy it's supply and demand there's only so much space and there's a lot of people mm. and the the kind of people that you were talking about well i suppose you could call them influencers but let's just say social media stars so the people who are super charismatic and they've always, uh, they're entertainers really, aren't they? They are few and far between. And just like anybody who is super, super charismatic, people will always gravitate towards them. That is going to happen online, but there are very few of those people and most of us are not in that category. So it's really important, I think, for all coaches and consultants to really understand that this is going on. And that was the thing that, as I said, I learned through my engagement with you. And it totally changed what I was doing and my perspective. And I still do the social media stuff because I know that people check you out online. But I'm no longer under the illusion that that social media platforms are doing the job for me <laughs> without yeah. me money because they're not. The, the yeah. risk has definitely dramatically decreased. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's the problem is like people all a lot of times will see some A-list person in their market and be like, well, that's working for them. And, you know, that's pretty scary to put your whole financial future and your business into into the hopes of what some like outlier has done. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense. And, you know, people are jumping on a train that's gone. Like yeah. it was years ago, years, 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 years ago, since since it really the go go days of free social media was even remotely worth looking at. It 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 literally has been years. So we're just long gone. That we're so far gone beyond that. But a lot of people don't know that they don't understand that they don't know the history and they think, well, it's there. I can create a fan page or or whatever, and maybe an Instagram thing, and I can share my stuff, you know, because people want to hear. And, and yet, the market's just so oversaturated that just nobody cares. And so that's why we got to go with the ads, go straight to the people and get them that way. Yeah, it's good. And it's bad. It's good for the people who, who actually are doing it. And it's, it kind of sucks for the people, you know, who don't want to do it. But it comes back to the fact that there's two problems with the two inherent problems that coaches have is that number one, they don't treat their business like a real business. And a lot of them think, and they think that, you know, it's an alternative to a real business. So for example, you've got a lot of people, you know, like some people, the quote, quote, American dream, you know, go buy a franchise, like a subway franchise and, you know, that type of thing. And, and next thing you know, you're like half a million in the hole and, three years later, you're making like 
two grand a month or something like that. And that's like the American dream. It's like, now what do you do? You, you do it again. You do it like four or five times. And so you've got this real business mentality, but a lot of coaches, what they do is they, they come online and they kind of just think they don't really have to do anything to get clients other than post a few things. And it just doesn't work. It doesn't work like that in my experience where you could just purely build a free coaching business without any advertising, I would say 2010, 2011, it's been a long time. And if they change their mindset and treat their business like a real business, they'll get, they'll get really, really good results. It's going to make a lot of money. But so that's the first problem. The second problem is they just have such a hard time understanding the fact that you know, you got to invest in paid traffic like Facebook ads, for example, to get these clients. And it's almost a fear thing that what if they lose? What if they put up some money in and it doesn't work and they don't get the clients and the people don't buy from them, which is totally understandable, right? But my argument is always the same thing. It's not working. You're not getting the clients and it's none of it's coming in. So, you know, the fear of what if it doesn't work is actually an illusion because you're actually getting the results of that fear right now. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And it's very, very powerful indeed. I I see this quite a lot when I speak to people about, about Facebook ads or really about investing in their business. And I think it was a video that you did, or it might have been, it was something that you shared, but you said that for a long time, you had a mindset of not investing, that you felt as though you were afraid to invest. And I speak to people about this, and they have the the impression that you've got to make money before you spend money. And the, the problem is, what I've learned about this model is you have to invest up front. You really do, because you have to invest in the creation of the the content in terms of the funnel and also the program. And then you've got to invest in the ads and you've got to invest in the training. And it's all a lot of money up front. But if you're not willing to do that, it, you're not going to get your seven-figure business, right? You can't have it both ways. That's what I've, that's what I've learned. <laughs> yeah. Well, you see, the problem with this, you're exactly right. And a lot of coaches are under the illusion and it's not a bad thing. It's just it's a, if you can get people get their head around it, it's really a good thing because here's the problem, the inherent problem. Like I, I said, the, there are two problems. The first problem was not investing. And the second problem is coaching business have no barrier to entry. And, you know, like it would be really hard for somebody to take the money they have on their credit card and go and take out Amazon or Starbucks, right? Like they have big barriers to entry. It's not going to happen. But the problem with the coaching business is anybody can get an ebook and get it ranked on Amazon, get a bestseller. Anybody can give their their coaching program to a bunch of friends to get some testimonials and and claim they're the greatest expert in the world. Like, like that's all easy. There was a book written about this a number of years ago called Trust Me I'm Lying. And it was about a guy who basically did that for a number of years and then came out and felt so bad. Uh, he felt so bad that he he wrote a book about what he did, and uh, it it's a really good book. And so, what what's happening is coaches 
are thinking because they can do all these things that it just, wow, I'm in business. But what they don't realize is that that just doesn't work. That has not worked in almost a decade now, but it's easy to sell. A lot of people like to sell stuff in the coaching industry, telling you know people, hey, you know, if you just simply set your click funnel up this way, oh, you're you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of results. I'm gonna show you how to get all these people or what have you. And it really hasn't worked in a long time. And so yeah, it's like having a, a field in front of you, a big grain field, saying to yourself, you know, as soon as I get a big crop of wheat off this grain field, I'm gonna take half of it and put it back in to get even a bigger crop. Well, at some point, you know, you got to actually put the seed in and you got to pay for that up front. Mm-hmm. And so it, that's the problem a lot of coaches have is they're like, well, you know, I'm just going to network and, and you know, friend request everybody on Facebook and see if they'll join my thing and, and want to work with me. And once I can like get a few clients, well, then I'll, I'll take some of that and I'll put it into the ads. Mm. The reality is that never happens because, first of all, you're out there trying to get people who are not really your ideal clients, who don't really want what you have, mm-hmm. to somehow give you money for something they don't want. So you're you're sort of validating your coaching business based on like completely false data that's not accurate. And then you you never get there. And then the other problem is people don't realize it's the cost that they're, you know, if you got a coaching business and and you should be making say twenty thousand a month and you're making like a thousand, well, that's a nineteen thousand dollar a month cost that every month you're not running ads. It's it that money's not showing up in your bank account. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. The other question I wanted to ask you, uh, Jason, because right at the moment, when I go on Facebook or if I go on YouTube or something like that, oh my God, there are so many ads. Mm-hmm. Some of them are good and some of them are fairly bad. But I always like to look look at them because I'm in the process of, at the moment of creating my own ads. So obviously I want that to work with your you know, support. But do you think that we're going to get to the point where we're getting oversaturation of ads so that people literally just switch off and the ads don't work as well. Well, that's already happened. And it's just, you just got to get better at it and better at writing the ads. I mean, it's never, you're never going to have this thing where it's like, it's just never, it'll just quit working because like Facebook, for example, is pretty good at making sure they don't see, you don't see your ads more than once a day and stuff like that. But it's called, it's the old term is called banner blindness is what it used to be called. And no, it's more or less your ads, like not you as in Jane, but in the person's ads are not, are the ones that are not going to get seen. So it's always been there. It's been there for years. The market's been oversaturated for years. So I haven't seen it. We've we are using the same ads, close to the same ads on Facebook that I've been using for like, two years. Mm -hmm. And actually, when I think about it, I know that you're really a Facebook guy, not Instagram. You don't really do much stuff on Instagram, do you, Jason? Like organic or ads? Uh, Ads. 
I've got an ad running on Instagram right now. Mm-hmm. We don't teach it initially. It's a little more advanced and because there's a lot of tracking because I'll run ads anywhere, anywhere where I know I can find clients. The trick is the qualification process, like, you know, getting people to register for a webinar or something is one thing, but making sure they're qualified and booking strategy sessions is another. Yeah. So that's why Instagram's all right. The problem with Instagram ads is the targeting is really bad on Instagram because Instagram doesn't require much information from people. Yeah. And so we have to use pixels and pixel data and conversion pixel data to go into Instagram and get our people out of there and versus use use interest groups and stuff like that. So it's a little more advanced. Uh-huh. But it, yeah, it can work. It it can work if it's done right. Mm-hmm. What about YouTube ads? Because I'm seeing a lot of those as well at the moment. Do you go into YouTube? Yeah, YouTube ads is great. Uh, what I tell people is like, bottom line is if you can't get to 10, 20, 30, 50,000 a month on Facebook ads, mm-hmm. you will never achieve it anywhere else. There's just no humanly possible way. So YouTube ads and uh, Instagram and stuff like that are good secondary places. But uh, ultimately, Facebook has way better data, way more data, and it's way more accurate. Mm-hmm. In terms of the ideal client, in terms of where they are, how to find them, their lookalike audiences are accurate. And that's really it. Yeah. So what about any of these emerging platforms like TikTok? Do you, do you kind of look at look at those as well or, or Snapchat? I don't even know whether they do ads on, on Snapchat, but are you kind of keeping an eye on those? Are you just really concentrating on just getting better and better and better at what you do, your core? Yeah, like there's lots of little places out there like Pinterest and, and various other places. And there's tons of places, but... You know, the problem is, is they're, they're so bleeding edge in terms of like their, their newness. And, and it, it, it's tricky because of the fact that what's happening is a lot of these new traffic sources, they don't have the technology that like Facebook does. Like it's not a matter of the source itself. It's an issue of the actual the ad platform technology and how good that is. Mm -hmm. And so the problem is is a lot of these have just not very good plat technology. And so the primary one I tell people is get to 30, 40, 50 grand a month on Facebook ads. If you can't get to that, then you're not going to own YouTube ads or any of the other ones. You just, you got to get the messaging dialed in. You got to get it working. You got to get it refined. You got to get it good and profitable and then take it over to those other sources. Mm-hmm. When I talk to some of the people that I know about Facebook ads, some of the time people say, well, what happens if something happens to Facebook? What happens if Facebook gets shut down or Facebook stops running ads? And I, people say all sorts of things. What, what, what would be your response to that thing about, or, or, I mean, I know obviously you've had ad accounts that have been shut down, haven't you, Jason? So what's your kind of comeback on, on that? Yeah, I mean, I usually don't really talk much to people about their, their latest conspiracy theory of, <laughs> you know what I mean? Generally, people, it's like the people who say money doesn't matter are usually the people who are dead broke. <laughs> Like, obviously, they're not going to stop running ads. Like, that's just uh, that's just craziness. 
what are they doing? 30, 40 billion a year? Like, what are they going to stop running ads? <laughs> uh, that's not going to happen. The government's not going to break them up. They, they can't. What are they going to do? The, the U.S. government is like so far behind that even if like they wanted to, by the time they figured out how to do it, the technology would be so far gone that it wouldn't even make sense. So I don't think that's ever going to be an issue. And the other part of this is, is that, yeah, I mean, there's no perfect place. But again, the people who say that, who, who bring up those, those stupid, those kind of comments are usually not people who have no clients making no money, have had no success and probably never will. So there's always problems. That's part of life. That's part of business. And, you know, the best, the best survive, right? And so, yeah, you'll get accounts shut down because a lot of it's done by artificial intelligence. During this past election season, we had a whole pile of clients in general. Like the Joe Biden campaign was even camp- complaining about Facebook ads. Oh, really? And like literally, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, there's a, I saw a post on CNN. And literally, like Facebook had two clients in October and November, right? It was Facebook, mm-hmm. it was Joe, Donald Trump and Joe Biden. And they couldn't get that right. And so they did have some problems with their artificial intelligence, shutting accounts down and stuff like that. And we did see a number of clients lose accounts, but pretty much all of them got them back or we were able to get them back on on backup accounts and stuff like that. It's just a part of it. It happens on Google. It happens everywhere. It's just just a part of business. And it's, you know, it's too bad. But the good news is every one of these things that happens with lots of competition or all these problems, it also keeps the keeps people out, creates a good barrier to entry, right? Yeah, that's it. And I'm okay with all that. And that's what I try and tell my clients. It's really good when big problems happen because it gets rid of a lot of the competition. Yes, exactly. And I think, in fact, that is the whole difference, really. Once you enter that higher stakes game, really, then it marks you out as a serious business owner as opposed to somebody who is just uh, fiddling around in the foothills. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's totally it. Yeah, 100%. One last question, Jason, before we go, which is really about cultural differences, because I know, for example, I'm in here in the UK, and I would love to do more work in the US. And I have people that say to me, get just stay in your own territory, stay on your, on home ground before you try and move into a market because different market because there are so many cultural differences and it's going to be harder for you and I'm just interested to know what your perspective on say UK clients trying to move into the US or US clients trying to move into the UK or you're obviously Canadian you've you've made the transition and you market yourself a lot both in the UK and Europe and also in the US so what what cultural differences exist and and how can anybody get around those Generally speaking, if you're not in the U.S., so if you're outside, if you're, say, England, for example, the cost to acquire clients is, is, is generally less outside the U.S. And so I try and tell people who are not in the U.S. to maximize their non-U.S. stuff first because mm-hmm. of the simple fact is that the, the costs are cheaper. And so it's a lot better to do that because there's less people out there, less advertisers, so on and so forth. So I, I've definitely gone, you know, trying to encourage people to stay out of the U.S. market until their their stuff is really working, really optimized, really going. Yeah. And then as far as 
in the U.S., I mean, like, it's really testing each individual country. That's that's the biggest thing is is figuring out, you know, what what countries are working best and test it a specific country by country. As a Canadian, I've done both. It, it, it's different. I tell my American clients, you've got to understand the cultural differences in the context of do they feel comfortable, like generally buying from your country? So, you know, like if you're an American, do they feel comfortable buying from you? That type of thing, your country. And it's it's generally not that big of a deal. It's just that what people do is they just screwed up and they they go after every country all at once and lump them all into their ads manager and stuff like that. And that doesn't work. What you've got to do is just test every country individually on its own to see which one's going to work the best. And that's the easiest way to do it. And then just go based on the data. And so that's that's generally how I do it. But if you're outside the U.S., stay out of the U.S. until you're like really doing amazing where you are and then maybe go into the U.S. Brilliant advice. Well, thank you so much, Jason, for joining us. I am so thrilled to bits to have done this interview with you. And I'm sure that my listeners will be really appreciative of all the incredible advice and tips that you've given in this interview. And hopefully very excited about your snowball system. And I have to say that I am an incredible advocate of that. So if people want to get hold of you, what's the best way? Really, the easiest way is to simply just find me, go to LinkedIn and search, just search my name on LinkedIn and connect with me and then let me know. And if you want, I can send you a free webinar about how to do this and just make sure that you mentioned you found me from Jane's podcast. And that would be the, you know, really the best way. So great, great talking to you too, Jane. This has been really, really good. It has been, Jason. Well, thank you again. All right, Jane, thank you. It was great talking to you. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Smart Connector podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, why not head over to janebaylor.com and order a copy of my free report on building your personal brand. I'd love to connect with you on social media. And finally, don't forget to like and subscribe to my podcast so that you never miss a show. Thanks for listening in and see you soon. Oh,